0: Alrighty, it's time for Africa State of Mind I'm so excited to introduce my next guest Um, You know, because obviously When we think about the state of mind of Africa We think about how things are going to change And how it is that culture And and art and fashion Are the driving forces with regards to You know, telling a different story of Africa So, you know how I love my introduction So I'm going to try one, hopefully my guest Doesn't think my introduction is cheesy But here we go We've all heard the cliches Never despise the day of small beginnings The world is waiting for your most authentic self, your gift will make room for you stay in your lane, teach a man how to fish and he'll never go hungry my next guest story and career is literally proof that there is truth to all of these cliches and as a result his career and life is far from anything ordinary and it's what dreams are certainly made of born and bred in Port Elizabeth there is a beautiful story about how his family didn't have a TV and they were the only people on their street I I remember who didn't have a TV, I think that's how I heard the story so picture this, Laduma and his siblings are all excited because today is the day that their mom is going to go buy them a TV Laduma accompanies his mom um, and as they walk into a second hand shop she decides that there's going to be a slight twist um, in this plot and she decides to get a second hand knitting machine versus the TV they wanted. Though Laduma was initially disappointed he did as the good son help his mom assemble the knitting machine and she taught him how to use it. From there he started selling beanies and scarves to his friends at school. Fast forward to today Day 2018. Beyonce Swiss beats are some of his clientele. He has numerous awards, um, to his name, including the African Fashion International Emerging Designer of the Year award, the Ux.com, who is next Dubai award, Vogue Italia Scouting for Africa award, and so on and so on. He also has showcased globally in London, Paris, Milan, New York, Berlin, Amsterdam, and Oslo. He's more than just a designer. He's literally a cultural icon. And to think this all started the day his late mom Decided to buy a second-hand knitting machine. Definitely stories that movies are made of. Welcome <laughs> to Africa. How was that? You have to Yo, give me a, a, a clap.
1: That was the most poetic introduction that I've ever heard in my life. Really? And, uh, I think I should hire you as my. Intro. I can.
0: I can be the person that goes ahead <laughs> of you. Like in Uganda, they have this thing for the king of the Baganda tribe, right? Mm. They call him the Katikiro. So basically, yeah. he goes ahead of the king to mm. announce the
1: king. So like can I us, be with the? Poetic singers, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. In Parliament, they do it a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to go ahead of you because, I'm sure all the amazing people I'd meet, my life would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but Laduma, welcome to Africa's State of Mind. How exciting to have you on the podcast! I know that you, you're you really busy and everybody's always like to get you locked into a studio or locked down for an interview is always a really, really um tough thing. So first of all, I do want to say, um you know, I absolutely love your designs, but more than anything, I, I love your work and I love the way that your work is actually just a... It's almost like the soul of Africa, mm. you know? Yeah. So talk to us about the story about how it is that uh, Maklosa... Did I say it right? Maklosa. Maklosa. Yeah. Sounds almost, better... Almost, <laughs> almost getting there. You're yeah, like almost... <laughs> So talk to us about how it is that um, you actually started the brand.
1: Um, I started the brand as a thesis project at mm. the Nelson Mandela University in 2010. Mm. Um, the objective of the thesis was to come up with a project um, that um, is innovative mm-hmm. and um, that communicates a new language within textiles. Mm. I studied textiles, specializing in knitwear design specifically. been knitting since I was 15. Um growing up in Port Elizabeth was at an advantage to the project as well because mm. Port Elizabeth prides itself by being the most um 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 um, 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 um has the biggest um, um trade hub of mohe in the world. Oh wh- and wow that's biggest, amazing. The um, sure. biggest wool trade hub in Africa. Wow. So with those two commodities um one um had good opportunities to play mm. around with because knitwear um, is mainly made with wool and mohair. Mm-hmm. I got bursaries from those um, organizations that market those commodities. Um, and and um, the unfortunate part, though, is that eighty um, percent of those commodities are exported to Czech Republic, China, France, who use those um, materials for luxury. Products. Mm. Um, very few of us um, in the current day and age in South Africa Use them to make readily av- um, available to purchase products yeah. So I wanted to create that And uh, coming from the Kosa community That has some of the most beautiful beadwork yes. I can argue that Most beautiful beadwork in Africa <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is hidden in yeah. um, archives, museums yeah. I went to the Nelson Mandela Art Museum mm. in 2010 mm. when we had the World Cup. They had the most beautiful beadwork display I've wow. ever seen in my life. I took pictures of that and discovered that Kosa people used to make some of the most extravagant and the most beautiful beadwork as early as the 1700s. So I took wow, those that's patterns. Quite, that's
0: quite a history. I don't think a lot of people are quite aware of it.
1: Yes, yeah. even I myself. You know, we never studied about that in high school. Yeah, yeah and um, I... I was so immersed into that heritage and discovered that within us as Kosa people, we have about two hundred clans yes. that are subdivided in different glands, like the Mondo's, mo- Abate, Bwamafingo, and all these glands have their specific aesthetic. You know, so these beadwork communicated that as well. Mm. So I conceptually. I took those patterns that I came across, modified them mm-hmm. to make them appealing to the current youth that's being influenced by international trends, yeah. by hip-hop and all those things. Yeah. Um, the knitwear was specifically targeted for to TOSA to initiates. Mm-hmm. Um, as you might know, yes. us in the TOSA community, we have to go for through manhood circumcision mm-hmm. from age 18 to 25.
0: Okay, so now, I mean, for a lot of people around the continent, they might not know how that, you know, the whole, I mean, the reason why, let me say, we, yeah. you said that you initially made it for for closer initiates, right? Yes. So explain why, because I think there's like a, quite a nice story yeah, about how after... The
1: reason why I targeted them to closer initiates, um, because of the personal experience that I had mm. um, when I went through the initiation. mm mm-hmm. um, As a textile designer, as a fashion fanatic, for me, um, the clothes um, appealed very Western. Mm. Um, Actually, before we go through the tradition, we have to give away all our old clothes Mm. and buy a whole new wardrobe. Wow. And our parents buy that uh, wardrobe for us. Yes. And um, in most cases, they go for premium quality um, brands like your Pringle, Lylance Court, Gantt. Oh, oh, Yeah. Because the parents want us to keep those clothes for 10 years okay. as a sent-off. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's
0: such a beautiful. I love that yeah. that about the culture. That's beautiful. Yeah. And the, uh, the,
1: those 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 clothes mainly have Western patterns, mm. dyes, the the, the agals, you know. So I thought, why don't we we've been sitting around with these beads, you mm. know, like why didn't we take those patterns and mm. and, and 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 display them on on, on, on and adorn yeah. our clothes mm. um, with, with those beautiful patterns? So that's what I did technically using mm. South African wool and Mohair mm. and um, the. That was the start of the concept. And then two months after, I had to think about getting a job. But it was pretty obvious that I've started a job for myself. Um, Today, I employ about 20... 23 people
0: not bad at all that's really awesome now you've you've touched on so many things that i actually wanted to get into so i'm gonna you know just dig a little deeper so um let's just talk a little bit about you know because when you were saying about um you spoke a little bit about how a lot of um, chosa beadwork and Mm. everything is put in museums and everything Mm. and i know you know from from my travels around the continent and speaking Mm. to different people there's always this question around african art or you know that whole Mm. thing about the way that it's almost stored Overseas Mm. So the people Who actually should Be the beneficiaries Are not benefiting You know Mm. And then I think It was the Victoria's Secret model Victoria's Secret Fashion show That happened last year Where they they used There was a lot of Cultural appropriation Mm. Versus cultural misappropriation And that whole conversation What are your thoughts As a designer And a cultural icon You know When you you think about The way that A lot of people In the west For example Mm. Are looking towards Africa Do you
1: think It's a good thing Do you Mm. think It's a
0: bad thing Or how do you think It should be treated Treated perhaps a little bit better
1: I think it's a mixed feeling Vibe for me, good and bad mm. um, You either Approach it as a brand In an ethical way mm-hmm. or in a Non-ethical way, mm. I'd say Misappropriation is Unethical <laughs> in yeah, all regards yeah. Because um, if you take culture And not acknowledge And compensate mm. the, your, the source of the Culture, um, you're being unfair yeah. I think. Um, um, in my case, I take culture, evolve it to the future. The the the, 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 the employee my employees mm. who manufacture the nitwe way are from the closer community, Zulu, nice. Bay, yeah. they they speak most of the South African national languages. Yeah. I'm giving back to them. Yeah. I sell my products within South Africa, I source the raw material from here, yeah. you know. So for me that's I think that's a good way of compensation. But for, um yeah. with Western brands most of them have their own production infrastructures over there. Mm. All they need is the IP. And in fact, um, they don't even acknowledge where they get the IP from. Is is was a turn off for mm. for most um, fans of these major um, houses like Louis Vuitton. Mm. Um, and I know,
0: because I think Louis Vuitton actually has a factory, if I'm not mistaken, in mm. Nigeria. There's mm. a factory or where they get the leather, let me say. The leather they, is. Yes, they source it's from leather
1: a, from Ghana yeah, and West Africa. Yes, um, yes, yes. Which is an, an example of them taking something that's in a raw form and yes. they refine it. Yes. And the price goes like
0: right through the ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> yeah.
1: so. Uh, so for me, that has happened to me before where people take what I do, yeah. modify it. And um, 2016, I had one of my collections called um, Appropriation, but I, I wrote the appropriation in Corsa. Yeah. yeah. Um, spelling um, because I experienced a lot of that, but I never publicly spoke about yeah. it because um, I think that as an entrepreneur, um, people shouldn't mm-hmm. just immense the hype they should Mm. use it yeah yeah
0: and I think also what what I really like about that is that a lot of people would have used that as a platform because I'm sure you're not even going to say who it is but Mm. they would have used it as a platform to try and gain and you know a bigger audience audience. but (laughs) for you it's like your creativity your fashion it speaks for itself so I'm not even going to ask who that although I'm very curious you can tell me off-air you know who the the, the people were and everything now you know obviously you you know like mentioned in the introduction people Mm -hmm. like um, Beyonce I I think there was a situation where Beyonce made a comment, and she really mm. was celebrating your your clothes and yeah, everything. Yeah. Where were you the day that this actually happened? I'm well, just curious. Where were you when the most uh, like popular woman in the world is like? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I actually missed that opportunity. I was supposed to be there. Yeah, um, I was in London. Yeah. I, I did. A, I was doing a master's course at mm. St. Martin's um, mm. because of school. I had to stay and complete my project. Mm. Um. For the past five years, I've been exhibited by a lot of museums Mm. around the world. Um, The Smithsonian Museum in New York. In the
0: Smithsonian Museum. Isn't that the museum where Barack Obama and uh, Michelle Obama's portraits? That's where the the Ah, portraits are.
1: Yes, 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 Um, yes. I need your my (laughs) Two of my looks were bought by the museum. Wow. As an exhibition that they had two years ago. Yeah. And Beyonce, Blue Ivy and Jay-Z visited the exhibition and they took pictures of all the pieces. Um, There was about 200 and something pieces. Yes. And Beyonce posted on a blog Mm. three pieces that she liked the most. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's where the social media hype happened you know yeah. i only realized it later that day <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but because yeah, you're very chilled i don't even think that you you probably were like what you're probably like somewhere just watching over the you know everything and making sure yeah. that the, you know work was going as usual because what strikes me about you is that I, I think a lot of times when you meet with designers and people mm. who are, you know are kind of everybody's like me and you walk in you're like it's my brand, it's the business, mm-hmm. it's the art. So yeah, that's yeah. quite refreshing. Yeah, I
1: think for me, the the work should be famous. Yeah. Um, yeah. People should, people buy into the work. Yeah. They don't really buy the person, even though a figure is a brand itself. But yeah. at the end of the day... The, the, the work first. The and work the, first before yeah. the... The the, the 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 diva. That's <laughs>
0: why I said that your gift makes room for you. Yeah. It's so you know, as you were speaking about that, I'm just wanted to reference another. I'm. Um, uh, Uh, Somali artist that I know Mm. um, Kenan Mm. And he I think he did the Waving flag song And I remember his manager um, Saul and Kenan The one time we were like Talking and then You know Kenan Because of the story of Somalia Mm. And the fact that he was The last person on the flight It's a very intense story Everybody Mm. heard it A hundred thousand times over And I remember the one time There was some UN Habitat event Mm. And Kenan was kind of like Your art should be more important Like his story is It's a powerful story And Mm. it's a story of many people Mm. But he for him was like Do you like my music first? Mm. And once you like the music, then tell the story, but not call somebody in and be like, oh, you're from Africa. Mm. Tell us about this. Tell us about that. And so you kind of remind me Mm. of of him in that way where you, both of you are kind of like, you put your art first. You're Mm. not trying to sell, you know, to sell Mm. an idea. Mm. Cause what if you sell all the hype and then it comes back and then it's just like, (laughs) now, okay. Let's also talk a little bit about just, um, you know, because I know you said about how with uh, the idea came with the Klosa Initiates. initiates mm. And I never knew that, you know, that that parents were buying their sons all of these Pringle mm. shirts and everything before, you know, my closer came in yeah. um, by La Duma. But now, when you travel to other African countries, I think you've been to Lagos as well, right? Been to Lagos. Yeah. Cameroon. Wow.
1: Um, Rwanda.
0: Oh, wow. So, what what is the response in African countries? Because normally, you don't think... Africa and mm, Ntwwe. Yeah, yes, so what is the responsibility
1: even <laughs> <laughs> the people in those countries as well. Yeah. They don't think that they don't even know that there is winter in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> they don't just they just don't associate yeah. Africa and winter. I tell them first of foremost that we have winter yeah. in South Africa. Yeah. Um and uh we do specialize in Ntwwe. Yeah. There's a lot of knitwear manufacturers yeah. around the country mm. that have been doing knitwear for decades. Mm. Um, However, their special interest, of course, is in the colors. Mm. Like what I noticed when I was in Lagos, people are so flamboyant.
0: They are. Have you yeah. noticed? It's like everything is an occasion in Nigeria. It's like. Everything is an occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, they really like about image and branding and mm, and everything. Yeah, yeah
1: which was um, an easy buy in for me mm. because uh, people are already wearing colors and mm. Nigerians travel a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, so there is a boutique there that sells my pieces, and most of the customers that buy they buy for traveling.
0: Oh, lovely! Yeah. Are you do? You, is it at the Polo, Polo um, Avenue?
1: It's no it's at the Victoria Island.
0: Okay, Victoria Island. Yeah, yeah, I think there's it could be at the what's the name of the I think I know which boutique Alara. it is. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, okay. So awesome. Now let's also just talk a little bit about um the inclusion of family in your in, in the your day to day running. Yeah. Your sisters and mm-hmm. brother are involved as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Um, in two thousand fourteen I was in Cape Town. Yeah. I was Sort of over Cape Town, wanted to move somewhere else. Yeah. And I got an opportunity to go and study masters at St. Martin's. Yeah. Um, and then I had to get people that I could employ, that mm. I would trust, that would take care of my business. My young sister was the first person to commit, mm. quitted a job. My um, young brother quitted his job a month after, mm. and that was three years ago. Mm. Um, they've been working for my cousin for three years now. Nice, and my old sister, who did a degree in fashion design as mm. well, joined the company last year. Mm. So the family bond grew. Um, nice. I, I think that um, it was more of destiny, yes, and fate, more than anything, that more than anything yeah. you know, because that's what our mother yeah. um, um, wanted us to do. Yeah. She wanted us to live together, work together, yeah. and um. We the work that we are doing is more of a journey that we are continuing from my mother from my yeah. late mother because she was a knitwear designer in the eighties. Yes, herself,
0: yes, I loved I loved hearing that. I feel like you carry the spirit of your mom. Yeah. It's like you're completing mm. what she was not, you know, able mm, to do. Able to do. Yeah. yeah. Sure, that's awesome. I mean, I think I actually saw an interview where you said the places that you go, mm. your mom wanted to always go, to and go, so you yeah. carry her, mm. you know, everywhere you go. I think yeah. that's like, ugh, I was like, when I was watching that, I was like, <laughs> in my heart, I was like, this is so awesome, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, now just before we wrap up and everything, I did want to talk a little bit about just the importance also mm. in the creative fields, uh, you know, in general. Like sometimes people tend to think that you don't need to have any mm. sort of formal education. So if you've got a you're just talented yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. What, what are your thoughts around that and, and the, the you know when, when it comes to fashion and design specifically? Mm,
1: mm. In my case um, I got I'd say liberated from mm. early stage because mm. I did textile design when I was in high school mm. from grade 10 until mm. 12 mm. And I realized from there that the, the education the background that I got about fashion and textiles has added, added a lot of value. And and when I matriculated, I felt that I didn't know enough yet. So I wanted to specialize and I thought that doing a degree is going to add a lot of value in what I wanted to do. Mm. And then I did a degree for four years. Still not enough. Um, I think that education plays a lot of impact, you know, especially now in the digital age Mm. where people have a global platform. To get what they want If you don't know how to use the internet Computer, technology mm. You're not going to be able to execute a lot of things You're mm. not going to be able to travel around You're not going to be able to communicate With different markets And have that business acumen mm. That's going to get your business forward You know, So mm. education for me Has been like a major factor, mm. in that um, source of development that I've used for my career.
0: Yeah, sure. I really like that. I do think, and I think it's a good thing that you know, like you're saying, because it's it's been a great source of development. And mm. more than anything else, I think you can have talent, like regardless of what creative field that you're mm. in, but you've got to almost. Groom that talent You know uh, yeah. So that it becomes The best and all That it can be yeah. You know More than anything else mm. Now um, Before I do let you go I wanted to know What is your favorite um Market Well what market Outside of South Africa Would you say Is the biggest <laughs> market I, um, Or the most Let me No actually Let me ask this The biggest market And then the most Surprising market uh, You know Where it's just like Wow people in yeah, Jing <laughs> No,
1: the biggest market I'd say is the States. Oh wow, yeah, it's, I can it's, imagine though. Yeah, fast growing. Yeah, and surprising market was Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I went there in 2014. Yeah, to 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 speak at a design conference, yeah. and uh, um, the conference organizers recommended that we carry a few pieces to sell. Yeah. Um, but we decided to fill up our suitcases with 50 pieces of knitwear. Yeah. By the time I finished speaking, there was a queue of people um, that wanted to buy the pieces. Yeah. And we, we sold all 50 of them. Wow. Um, that was a, and a surprise for me. Yeah. I didn't expect um, with the whole history of our country with apartheid, yeah. Dutch, um, um, um,
0: um. Of course. Now that you said, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I understand, I w- yeah, I was super surprised, wow, you know. Okay.
1: Um, and apparently they love color, yeah. like looking around this Amsterdam. Mm. Um, Dutch love color, mm. and the Germans um, was quite a surprise as yeah. well. Um, sure. The English are very modest. You know, they yeah, they're a
0: bit different. more neutral. They like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure British people are going to be like, "Hey," but there are a lot yeah. more now. Which, which, um, well-known person, um, past, present, past or present, would you like to have wearing your designs? I
1: think, um, I think Farrell would do justice. Yeah, in one of my pieces, yeah. he's a colorful person, yeah. and flamboyant. He's a hippie, yeah. um, and love and appreciates design.
0: Yeah,
1: so I think that um, yeah. it would look good.
0: Yeah, I actually don't even think that's a far off thing. I'm sure for all now has been seeing like Swiss beats and everybody and Alicia Keys. <laughs> he's like, can you guys put me on, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but and and now just to wrap up, you know, um, I I keep on saying just to wrap up, but mm. you know, um, for you when you say when you think Africa's state of mind, what do you think?
1: Um, for me, I think thinking in a new way, mm. African Renaissance, um, I think that um, uh, we are in a um, stage of major change mm. as a continent. Yeah. I think that um, the digital um, um, world is influencing yeah. all of that. So um, I think African mind states simply is new way of thinking.
0: New way of thinking. Yeah. Would you ever let Donald Trump wear your clothes? Just! Just kidding! <laughs> <laughs> you're like I plead the foot you <laughs> You're like I was no? gonna say yes. Actually, you're gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cause you yeah okay.
0: You're yeah. a businessman. You're just like <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm not involved in the politics. <laughs> it's like you know. You just would. Okay. I'll just take.
1: I'll just tell my clients to not take it personal.
0: <laughs> you're like it's just business at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, Mister Amazing,
1: yeah. honourable. Um, um, previous president Jacob Zuma bore a cardigan as well.
0: Oh, and what he was the it. response
1: when he wore it? He he looked at it and was like, "Wow, this is very nice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't wear it on on the spot. Um, yeah. but I'm sure he had, he had his home um, when it's cold. Yeah, he wears it.
0: Yeah, and then also just sorry, another thing you did mention something about. I I, th- I did read something about how you had the most beautiful object. Mm. You won
1: the award for the most beautiful object. What was that object? Um, there was a shawl, yes. that I launched in 2015 okay. that won the 2016 most beautiful object in South Africa. Oh, okay, yeah, it's All right, it's been our most successful piece. Okay,
0: awesome, yeah, thank you so much, Laduma. Thank you so much, great, <laughs> thank
1: you.